403B or variable annuities. Why not have a plan that takes into consideration different areas of the market, be it large cap, small cap, or international? What about bonds? Let Saperston Asset Management develop a custom plan for you that will manage your current plan right where it is. No need to switch. Call Saperston at 716-854-7541, 716-854-7541, or get specific advice each Saturday morning, 10 to 11, on the Dollar Doctor Show on ESPN 1520. Tune in to 1520 or listen live on your computer at saperston.com. Years of their shows are archived at that same address, saperston.com. Don't be left out in the cold. To cure your retirement fund ills, call in the Dollar Doctors. Securities and investment services are offered through Brighton Securities Corporation. Member FINRA, MSRB, and SIPC. Take ESPN 1520 with you anytime, anywhere. Download the Radio.com app. WWKV Buffalo, a Radio.com sports station. Hey, Russell Wilson here, and I know how important exercise is. It's essential. It's essential. With Play 60, United Way and the NFL are helping kids stay active and play at least 60 minutes a day. Healthy kids. But what this place needs is you. To donate or volunteer, go to unitedway.org slash play60 because great things happen when we live united. Are you guys going to do that every time? Yes, of course. Yes, of course. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. The following is paid programming. Opinions expressed are not necessarily those of this radio station, its advertisers, or sponsors. Welcome to Think Again with L. Nathan Hare, sponsored by the Community Action Organization of Erie County. If you would like to participate on today's program, call now, 803-1520. That's 803-1520. All right, here we go. Think again. Think again. Welcome to our topical discussion program, sponsored by the Community Action Organization of Western New York, still fighting the war on poverty, now in our 55th year. Each week we talk to you about issues, events, and trends affecting you right here and right now in Buffalo and the Western New York community, and in fact, connecting to communities all across the country. I'm your host, L. Nathan Hare, President and CEO of the Community Action Organization. Make us a part of your Saturday every Saturday at ESPN 1520 AM on your dial from 11 o'clock to 12 noon each week. Now, today's program is live, so you can call in, you can join our discussion, but you will. Our number here again is 803-1520. That's 803-1520. And, of course, uh, we were not prepared for this, uh, but we lost an icon uh, in our society, Ruth Bader uh, Ginsburg. In fact, somehow she she got the name, the, uh, what was it, the, the, the Terrible or something, uh, uh, um, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. She had, a, she had a nickname she picked up from the Run DMC or some, uh, some rap group. But she's 87 years old. She passed away uh, this last uh, uh, evening uh, from complications from a cancer, the last cancer, I think pancreatic uh, cancer that she had. Uh, and this ends an era that uh, we have become sort of accustomed to, that we could rely on that you would have her voice as a strident voice for human rights, particularly the rights of women. Uh, it, to, and when I say rights of women, she didn't really uh, uh, support the rights of women per se as much as she was simply saying that women are people just like men are people. Any right that any person has, every man has and every woman has, period. That was basically her, her thesis, and she built around that. Uh, because of her advocacy, 
even though this was not an actual Supreme Court decision, because of a, a, a I think it was the Ch- Shelby uh, uh, decision, because of that case, uh, which tried to limit uh, what the penalties would be uh, that could be, or civil penalties could be for uh, someone uh, denying uh, a, a woman equal pay uh, for a job, she actually was able to use the uh, the arguments that, that arose in that case to get the Congress to get behind an act that ensured that women would be entitled to equal pay for equal work. It was the Lilly uh, Ledbetter uh, Equal Pay Act. She was a voice for the rights of human beings as American citizens. Much of her time, she was in the minority uh, in terms of uh, being a part of the sort of liberal-oriented wing of the Supreme Court. Uh, she, she needed Anthony Kennedy's help often uh, to get decisions that supported the positions that she undertook. She seemed to see the court as a process where principles and ideas were tested. That enabled her to see Anthony Scalia as a colleague who simply had different views than hers. The court is likely to move today away from any semblance of being driven by principle to a court uh, being driven almost entirely by ideology. Mitch Mitch, Mitch No Conscience McConnell is probably kicking his heels right now uh, as he awaits a Supreme Court nominee from hollow man Donald Trump. So letting the governance uh, of uh, uh, ideology versus principle begin, I took this from an article written by Dave Goldinger, uh, the DOJ, Department of Justice, pushes sedition charges against racial uh, justice protesters. U.S. Uh, 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 Attorney General Bill Barr reportedly wants to charge racial justice protesters with sedition, charging demonstrators with, with trying to overthrow the government, not just attacking law enforcement uh, uh, officers or law enforcement systems or damaging federal buildings, according to the Wall Street Journal. Now, of course, you and I know that sedition requires showing that protesters specifically tried to plotted to overthrow the U.S. government as opposed to supporting dramatic reform or even revolutionary ideas. But Bill Barr portrays the left-wing Antifa movement as some powerful organized force behind most of the protests that are going on around the country. He says, they say they're revolutionaries, that this is a revolution. Well, whatever they say, the, an effort to criminalize revolutionary opinion or speech, uh, there already are many laws that adequately punish protesters who act violently uh, without infringing on their First Amendment rights. Of course, Antifa is simply a name that has been given to the men and women who have committed themselves to defend the persons of peaceful anti-police violence protesters from physical assaults by right-wing counter-protesters, including white supremacist and militia groups. Antifa is a shortened version of anti-fascist or anti-fascism. The the right-wing groups that confront anti-police violence uh, are protesters with their AR-15 style rifles, their Glocks, uh, their uh, other handguns, guns with the, that, that fire paintballs, uh, batons and other weapons. They're frequently joined by people flashing Nazi signs and insignia, Confederate flags and taunt, taunting of non-white people. The anti-police violence protesters are advocates 
for people's rights to the security of their persons as American citizens and as human beings. Counter-protesters are asserting that the right of the police to oppress mainly non-white, often African-American citizens to abuse their powers uh, in confrontations escalated by the police and to be able to hide behind the veneer of their fear for their lives. To assert that protesting the shooting of an unarmed man seeing after his three children in the backseat of his car as being seditious, uh, as being an attempt to overthrow uh, to overthrow the government of the United States is patently absurd. Attorney General Barr should be disbarred for holding such a ridiculous set of views. Uh, in another article, Lewis Jacobson uh, talks about the U.S. Br- being on the brink of war with North Korea uh, before Trump. A review of the evidence. Trump claims that the biggest threat to the U.S., according to the to Obama, was by far North Korea. And he says, I don't want to I don't want to speak for him, but I believe he would have gone to war with North Korea. I think he was ready to go to war. Trump said, in fact, in fact, he told me uh, he, he was so close to starting a big war with North Korea. But that claim struck as strange when the uh, uh, PolitiFact asked a range of uh, a, a range of North Korea and foreign policy experts whether they thought it was likely or even plausible universally the experts contacted said no there was no crisis brewing or heightened tension at the end of the Obama presidency according to Robert Ross an Asia specialist absolutely not said uh, Evans R Revere a non-resident fellow at the Brookings Institution institution uh, Absolutely no, point blank no, according to Joseph DeThomas, a professor at Penn State uh, School of International Affairs. Former Obama officials, including former CIA Director John Brennan, Deputy National Security Advisor Ben Rhodes, and former White House Communications Director Jen uh, Pazaski, have rejected the notion that the two countries are on an imminent war footing. It appears true that Obama told uh, Trump that North Korea was a thorniest foreign policy challenge facing the United States. The overall policy towards North Korea during Obama's tenure was strategic patience. The notion that if we ignore them, they will go away and eventually implode, according to John Pike, the director of GlobalSecurity.org. It was not the same thing as preparing for war or planning a war or even intending to conduct a war, according to DeThomas. He was upgrading military deployments in order to deter North Korea and to assure allies. Donald Trump just lied. The United States has never been closer to war with North Korea than under than under Obama. DeThomas, say again. Okay, we're ready to go, right? All right, so just... Uh, real well, I won't even go any further with that. We'll get into it in the course of the program. Let me grab our first caller. We got five callers on the line, so you got to help me out with who's first. Let me grab Jim in Lockport. Jim, how are you doing out there? Hey, Nathan, how are you? I'm doing great. Good to talk to you. I can't believe I beat Tony and John in this morning. I, I don't believe you did it either, but you did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, uh, I think as Americans, we're guilty of uh, remembering important dates in our history. And we had one this past Thursday. Do you know why September 17th was important in our history? Oh, that date came up earlier this week. What was that about? Well, that was the uh, Battle of Antietam. 
and September 17th of 1862, Robert E. Lee's first invasion of the North was put down by the Union Army, and the Confederates retreated back into uh, Virginia, and the Union had their first major victory. But it was important because five days later, Lincoln would issue his Emancipation Proclamation, I see. Yep. which was one of the most important dates, or uh, not dates, but important documents in our history. Mm-hmm. And it laid the groundwork uh, for the 13th Amendment, which would come along in December of 1865, which would abolish slavery in the United States forever. Did you know that the 13th Amendment that you're referring to was only the third version? That was actually the third version of the 13th Amendment. There were two previous versions. (laughs) Whatever it was, uh, Lincoln didn't get the chance to... uh, Never saw it. ...because he was assassinated in April of 1865. We all know about that but uh, the important thing is that um, we as Americans, uh, D-Day, the 6th of June, 1944, comes and goes without even a mention. And uh, Pearl Harbor Day seems to be lost. Uh, some, some stations recognize it, but others don't. But there's very important dates in our history, which are important that we, you know, we just let slide by. And I, I was looking at this recent 911 thing, and they they did uh, quite a lot of remembering there, which is good, but that's only about 19 or 20 years old. Mm-hmm. What's going to happen when that becomes 50 years old? I, I, you know, I our our, our memories that. are short. There's no question about that. That's why yeah, we see the... Go ahead. I just wanted to mention about Trump going to California. I saw a little bit of that where he got together with the governor and his staff on the uh, fires out there. Mm-hmm. He sat there like he didn't even want to be there. Yep. And then, then he told them a bunch of malarkey about the weather's going to get cooler. Don't worry about it. <laughs> and uh, th- this was terrible because uh, they attributed this to global warming and I saw Al Gore recently on uh, the Cuomo show, and uh, we got to pay attention to this. And, uh, you know, he's refuting science and everything. And uh, I just hope in, uh, when November 3rd comes up that we're going to uh, have a new president in there that's compassionate with the people. And uh, I'm hoping you can challenge uh, Kevin and Wheatfield to vote for Joe Biden. But I'll let somebody <laughs> else have their spiel. So. You have a nice day and keep on uh, trucking, okay? All right. Thanks, Jim. Appreciate your comments. Help me out. Let me grab John and John in Lockport. We got two calls from Lockport. All right. John, how are you doing out there? Hi, Nathan. Um, that McConnell's a snake. I, I can't believe he's going to do this. Uh, how does he justify, uh, uh, you know, trying to nominate a Supreme Court justice now with only a couple months left when he had 10 months uh, under Obama and could have... Because uh, McConnell has no conscience whatsoever. He has no morality whatsoever. He knows that he has the power to do it, and so he's going to do it. He, right. Anything that McConnell says, he's just saying to justify whatever his position is. It doesn't have anything to do with principle. He doesn't have any principles well, of any kind. In that case, in that case then, uh, maybe we could look back in history and see where... The numbers on the Supreme Court have been changed in the past. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, it started out with a lower number, and, and then there were uh, justices added. Right. I mean, we could go up to 11 justices. I mean, that's what FDR tried to do uh, during, uh, and his own party stopped him from doing it. But, I mean, if McConnell's going to do these these things that are just outrageous, uh, why not, uh, you know, it's, it's within so, the law to do that. It is the within law. the law. I just want people to understand, though, what, what you're saying has been discussed in the past couple of years. But we have to remember, look what happened when we uh, 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 got rid of the, uh, the the filibuster for the Supreme Court nominees so that we could get Supreme Court nominees. Right, yes, right? Ben, you're, you're right there. And, you're right. and McConnell, McConnell said at the time, McConnell said at the time, if you do yeah. this, this so-called nuclear option, if you do this, you're going to be the ones who are going to pay the price. And we're paying that price right now. Yeah, that was Harry Reid. Or Harry Reid, rather, yep. Yeah, yeah, did it, yeah. Yep. Uh, the other thing was, the, um, I, I was listening to Biden the other day, and I think he's, he's got on to something here, too. He was in Scranton, and he's, he's taking the position that he represents people like people from Scranton, and, and Trump lives in a big tower in New York City, and he's, he, Trump says that he represents the common working man, but who, who really does? Biden, who came from Scranton and a working-class family, versus Trump, who was handed uh, uh, millions and millions of dollars, you know? And, and every I time you see good, Trump, good you see that, that, that Trump has, is, no, uh, he has no connection to the middle, middle class or working-class people at all. Right. <laughs> well, he calls them to see, good thing you didn't have to shake hands with those disgusting people. Exactly. <laughs> Now, the other thing was um, that uh, the only thing that bothers me is the debates. I just hope that he's be, that all, you know, right now I don't see uh, Biden be losing this election unless unless they cheat. But the only thing that could sway people now away from him would be if he has bad uh, debates, I think. But did you hear him last night? He talked for over an hour last night. And, yeah. I mean, he, he, he's a little bit. You know, fluffy, you know, or mumbly, you know, in the way that he talks, he often doesn't finish, you know, a sentence. But if you listen to him, he'll start to make a point. He'll drift off on a tangent. But within 15, 20 seconds, he comes back to the original point that he was making. Donald Trump, on the other hand, he starts to make a point, realizes he doesn't know what he's talking about and doesn't have a point to make. So he just drifts off on talking about something else and never comes back to the point that he originally started talking about. I think Biden has shown that he has enough mental acuity, enough agility uh, mentally that he's going to be able to stand up. Now, he doesn't talk as fast as Donald Trump does, and Donald Trump will probably try to talk over him uh, during the course of a debate. And what Biden's going to have to do is to develop uh, some tactics verbally for what he does when Donald Trump tries to talk over him. But yes. I, I think that Biden has shown that he has enough mental acuity to be able to stand up pretty tall, especially when I Don- so. I, I, I really hope so. I, you know, that's the only thing that I think could, could uh, have him lose the election is that. Because, I mean, I, I don't see him losing now. I mean, unless they cheat, unless they, uh, uh, voter suppression or whatever, yep. uh, that's the only way, I think. Yep, I agree. All right, thanks, man. Appreciate you. Uh, how we, should we take our first break? Or should, yep. Okay, we're going to take our first break, then we'll get back into our subject. And uh, I think Tony will be the. Yep, okay, thanks, man. All right, we'll see you on the side of the break here at Think Again. Think again. Would you like to increase your home's value? Do you want to lower your energy bills? Are you in need of affordable financing for your next home improvement project? The CAO Home Improvement Resource Program can help. 
Just come to one of their monthly HIRP orientation sessions every first and third Wednesday of the month at two convenient locations. HIRP staff will help identify the resources you need to get financed, and they'll even help you with completing your application. Now, you won't know what you qualify for until you call. 332-3773. That's 332-3773. Learn about all the home improvement programs you may be eligible for and ask about the affordable financing program that can help turn your house into your dream home. Call 332-3773 for more info. It's the Home Improvement Resource Program. Restoring value to neighborhoods across Erie County, one house at a time. Brought to you by the Community Action Organization of Erie County. This is Joe. Joe thinks he's seen it all. I've seen it all. Gold-encrusted pork chop? Seen it. Cat with a dog tattoo? Seen it. But when it comes to identity theft, Joe only monitors his credit and bank statements. Psh, credit fraud? Seen it. He doesn't realize that with so much of his personal info out there, his identity could be at risk in ways he might never know about, like a new loan in his name or his personal info for sale on the dark web. Whoa, didn't see that coming. LifeLock helps detect and alerts you to a wide range of identity threats. If there's a problem, a dedicated U.S.-based specialist will work to fix it. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but LifeLock sees threats you could miss on your own. Oh, now I see what you mean. Right now, save up to 25% off your first year with promo code AWARE at LifeLock.com. Did you just say 25% off with promo code AWARE? I did. Okay. Now I've seen everything. All day, every day. This is Buffalo's home for ESPN Radio. 50,000 watt ESPN 1520. Tribute to Ruth Bader Ginsburg. The uh, what was the the uh, the name that they had given her? It was uh, sort of a a, a a rap name kind of thing. <laughs> they gave her like terrible, the terrible or something. Uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. It'll come up to me before I get done with the program. But let me let me get moving on. Uh, I think it's Tony we have up next. Let me grab Tony real quick. Tony, how are you doing out there? Friday was one of the worst days of my life. I know. I know how you feel. No, it's not yeah. just about Ruth Bader Ginsburg, and her nickname was RBG. Yes, that but, was her nickname. But there was RBG. a name. There was a name in front of that, though. It was like this, I have no idea, but it was <laughs> RBG. I'm going to make a comment. I normally don't criticize any of your callers, but I am going to mention that a, a caller with the letter K went on a program on WEBR Radio on. I think it was Thursday, and repeated what he tries to tell you every Saturday is that we have to question the fact that we only have a Republican and a Democrat uh, voter election official, but we should get a third person to oversee the other two. I never heard of a more dumb comment in my whole life. Mm. That's my opinion. Mm-hmm. You need to have a third person. When they, these people have been there, in, it was in Niagara County, have been there for 20 or 30 years doing the same thing, honestly. 
What is the point? Well, Tony, I think it's because a lot of people don't understand what goes on in the administration of elections. They see the administrations of elections as the same thing as the politicking that goes on in the street, and they're not. The people that run your board of election, these are people that are really operating an administrative function for the society that they are very devoted to doing. I've been down there many times. These people are very fastidious about, you know, what they're doing. And the fact that you have both the Democrats and Republicans jointly observing and and making a unanimous decision on every single thing guarantees that you're going to have uh, fairness in the election unless you're just cheating the people that are outside of the Democratic and the Republican Party. I don't think that's what's uh, uh, going on. Uh, I, I agree with you entirely that. Uh, people are injecting their own view of uh, politics into what goes on in the administration of the Board of Elections. Yeah, let me get to uh, to, uh, RBG. Here at the University of Buffalo, almost a year ago, I tried to get a ticket to go see her at Alumni Arena, but I was successful. Yeah, I was able to get there. Two days before she was to speak, she fell down and broke a rib. Remember? Yep. And she showed up. Anyway. And she was called by all of her peers a great performer. Do you know why she was nominated to be Supreme Court Justice? I I know that she had an audience with uh, Bill Clinton. and. Uh, yeah, well, I was going to tell you all this from Mrs. Clinton's point of view. Right. Hillary Clinton recommended her to the president. She was on no list. Right. So the president was not working out on a Sunday and invited her to the White House. She, he was, he had to quickly change into a suit. He just came into the White House in the normal attire of a lady with a dress. Nothing special. Mm-hmm. The, the two of them were supposed to be there for like an hour interview. They spent four hours that Sunday together talking the Constitution. Mm-hmm. Two days, three or four weeks later, she was nominated to be the judge she was. Now, I'm going to tell you, you can easily say goodbye to the woman's rights that we they have achieved under her being there. Cecile Roberts spoke this morning about this. Her loss, her voice on that court is crucial. It's critical yep. because what have they? What are the Republicans trying to do? I'll tell you what they're trying to do. I listened to another evangelical program the other day, and do you know what they're talking about? They're saying that the Trump administration is good, and that, they, uh, that Biden and Harris are evil. Mm-hmm. Evil people. Right. Right. They're evil people. The only thing good that happened this week happened on Thursday night. And that was the judge that ruled in a case involving the new postmaster general mm-hmm. that he has to reverse all of the policies right. he put in place right. and has to replace the machines for sorting mail. Which I don't think that you'll be able to find out that he did that, but at least he can stop any new machines being moved. Well, no, we have pictures of destroyed machines in Michigan. Right, so he's not going to rebuild those machines, so the, those machines are gone. <laughs> they, that, those old machines are scrap metal right now. Right. I saw the, the pictures 
on, on, of course, Racial Show and others on MSNBC. And by the way, if, talking about <laughs> Biden, Biden last night threw back into the face of McConnell what he said to President Obama, yep. that it was his greatest achievement in not allowing Obama to have a pick for the Supreme Court. Right. And what did Biden do? He issued a statement that said, we're going to fight fire with fire. You said that it was impossible in nine months to do this when I was vice president, and now you want to do it in 40 days. Yep. Well, that's not going to happen, buddy. Well, we'll see. Happen. We'll see. We'll see. It's I, not happen. I, I, I listened well, to the lady from uh, Hawaii. Uh, you probably remember yeah, her name. Nancy Orlando, I just yeah, heard her right. right. Yep. And she okay. said she's going to use every tactical thing she can possibly use. We got what time for one more point, man? Yeah. Well, if you trust the Republicans, what she was talking about, I got it written down. Mm-hmm. That they're nothing but a bunch of liars. You can't trust any of them. Mm. Remember Lindsey Graham, chairman of the Judiciary Committee of the Senate, yep. very important post, said that he would not entertain the uh, the nomination and approval of another Supreme Court justice this year. And, of course, he did, or he he is doing that. Thanks, Tony. I got to run. I got to get uh, four more calls. I got to get through. Let me get Frank first in Niagara Falls. Frank, how are you doing out there? The notorious RBG. That's what I was trying to get. Notorious. <laughs> I told you it was a rap thing, right? <laughs> she yeah, was bad. She, she was called she Notorious was. RBG. That's right. Yeah. 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 You know, uh, I actually screamed. I was doing some drywall work in my house. I put my fist through the drywall and I heard the news. Yeah. Oh, geez. You know, I mean, why not bar or. Trump or Mitch McConnell, better yet, you know? Yeah. Or always the good ones. Yeah. But, you know, she passed on Rosh Hashanah, a Jewish New Year, 5781, mm-hmm. which has got to have some significance, uh, I don't know, down the road. Uh, I'm hoping it's the end times for conservatives. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't but, know how all that's going to go, as far as this Black Lives Matter thing, there's a there's a group, and and these are people that nobody would mess with, uh, not even Rambo. Mm-hmm. They're going mm-hmm. around the country or red states, and the Ivy League colleges, they're gathering information on any conservative kids that are doing drugs or DUI. Or, are committing any crimes, and they're calling the cops on them. So, um, you know, maybe uh, conservatives will see that once the cops are targeting these people, they'll see the point of Black Lives Matter, because right now they're not being targeted, and minorities are. Yeah. Uh, so it's, uh, it's going to get dicey. In the uh, United States, if Mitch McConnell gets this pick, it really is. Well, the, the, the rule of principle is at, at stake right now. And I, I think that if, if we don't have the Biden administration, there's no possibility that we're going to be ruled by principle. That's not to say that the Democrats are innocent, you know, all the time. But I think you have a better shot uh, of being ruled by principle rather than being ruled by ideology under the Democrats, and you are by the Republicans, at least right now. 
The revolutionaries are coming out. Yeah. And it will not be televised, right? (laughs) Okay. No. Uh, All right. Thanks, Frank. We'll talk to you soon. Uh, I see Joe in, uh, I didn't see the city, but let me grab Joe real quick. Joe, how are you doing out there? Niagara Falls, Joe from Niagara, Niagara Falls. Falls. There you go. My family. I got family in Niagara Falls. I got family. You know, this death of uh, the justice is, is couldn't come at the worst time. Yeah. Because if they say Trump contests the election and goes to the Supreme Court, right? Mm-hmm. What, what, who do you think they're going to roll for? <laughs> they're going to rule in favor of Donald Trump. Right. They'll rule uh, for him if he says he wants a third term. He actually said if he wins a second a term, term, he yes, says he that he's, he deserves at least one more four-year term after the second term because oh, he, he says that we'd robbed him of his you know quality of life for his first four years. He's, he's a wannabe dictator. Yep. And unfortunately, people fall for him and they drink his Kool-Aid. And as bad as this guy is, I've never, ever seen this in my lifetime. He's dividing this country into a red and blue. Yep. And he's destroying this country. He's destroying us worldwide. And and people believe this guy. And the worst part about it is he's going to make his third appointment. He's going to take a try to make his third appointment in the Supreme Court. It's 25 25 years now. They're going to have control of the Supreme Court. And if he loses this election, he can test it. You know what? They have a five to three right now, and it's it's going to be brutal. And the outcome, people don't realize. Listen, I respect, I respected George Bush, uh, him and his father, also Reagan. I didn't vote for him, but I mm-hmm. respect him. Right. I can't respect this man's presidency right. because it's dictatorship. Yep. You know, and we're in trouble. And if this guy gets reelected, this country is in trouble. And it'll take years and years to come out of this thing. The only thing we can hope for, if he does win the election, that we take the Senate, control of the Senate, and we have the House. Well, Joe, I think that last point you made is even the most important point, which is that you have to win the Senate and keep control of the House. Because you can see that in the uh, Republican Party, they don't vote necessarily by principle. They vote by caucus. You know, whatever the majority of their caucus says, all of them then vote that way. There's no independence, you know, of their their, their voting. Uh, <clears throat> where de- Democrats will vote all over the map based on what they feel about something. You know, I can respect a person's vote, right, what they think is best for, the, for everybody. Trump, Trump only respects one person himself. Yep. And he's proven that. Would it look at his administration, have the turnover, and people have gone to jail for him. So, and one more thing, what Tony said about Kevin, uh, I think I heard that show. Mm-hmm. I think Kevin was asking the commissioners is, who represents the minor parties, other commissioners? That was, I think, the point he was trying to make. Right, right. And I think that's the point he was trying to make. I don't think he was criticizing the two commissioners. I think his question was, who represents the minor parties? Is there commissioners for the minor parties? Well, I think that that really is what uh, uh, Kevin was saying, was that the, the Democrats and the Republicans represent, you know, two large pieces of the right. uh, organized electorate. But he's saying that they should not be the only ones. You should have somebody else in addition to them who could be sort of the 
uh, the third set of eyes. Yeah. You know, I mean, well, things. technically, the Republicans control the Independent Party in Niagara County. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I know the two commissioners, and they're, they're not going to do nothing illegal. But I understand Kevin's point. Who who was our watchdog for the minor party lines? You know, I know he was criticizing or accusing him of anything. But you know, as an independent voter, he is. He wants to know who's watching his back. Yep. Uh, well, I'll let you go on the calls. I really enjoy your show. I think you got a fantastic show, and uh, I listen to you every every week. It's the first I ever called, but. You know what? Keep it up. You're doing a great job. All right. Thanks, Joe. Look forward to talking to you again. How are we doing on time? Do we have enough time to take one more call? Okay, let's get Kevin real quick. Kevin and Pendleton, how are you doing out there? We've been talking about yeah. you nice uh, and, and, and defending you all during the course of today's program. You should give yes, us love, yes, man. Yes, Pesito, yes, I'm going to vote for Joe. Yes, <laughs> yes, now you're talking. Now you're talking. I'm going to vote for Joe because he, he has moves and a groove with Pesito. Whoa. Yes, thank you, Joe. You're going to get my vote, yeah. Hey, on a more serious matter, I never, and to call me, to say something stupid, Mrs. Allen, who is the Democratic Commissioner on the Niagara County Board of Elections, has always been a very professional and sweetly courteous person. If I ever wanted information, I call there. Mm-hmm. And maybe Mrs. Sansonato, the Republican Commissioner, I never really dealt with her before. Maybe I have when I needed information on something. Okay? And I have never in any way accused the Niagara County commissioners of being involved in any form of corruption, right? Unlike predecessors before, mm-hmm. okay? So in Niagara County, and the record speaks for itself, and you can see... Well, the, I don't the, think the, that's, that's, that's the issue. I, right. I think I understood well, no, where Tony, you were coming I'm from. Tony, Tony says that, that, I, that, that the integrity of these two ladies, so I never said anything about the Niagara County um, Board of Elections as far as the commissioners and the staff that were under them and so on. No, I but, but you were arguing the position that you needed somebody, a third set of eyes beyond the Democrat and the Republican. Uh, and I am speaking the but, entire system straight across the board. Yes, sir, because let's face right, well, that, but the, you're, I understand what you were saying. Tony just okay, just yeah. arguing the, the opposite position. He wasn't arguing that you claimed that somebody was corrupt. He didn't say that. Well, he was still claiming that these people have been there for how many years and so on. And, 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 and He was saying know, that and, to say that these people have <laughs> tremendous amounts of experience and expertise. He wasn't saying that okay. to say that they were... I, Corrupt in any okay, kind of way. And I will stand corrected if that's the case, right? right. So, why am I foolish in, 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 in not just Kevin from Pendleton's opinion saying this, you know? As well, far as you know, we, we, we try to rein ourselves in, right? That's why I don't like yeah. any of the na- none of the name calling. Let's just not do that. So, so I don't have no, to spend any time no. defending name calling. I don't want to spend my time defending stuff no, like that. No, I'm not calling anybody now. Right. I'm not going to talk anybody. But anyway, you know what, though? Joe Biden, he makes. Uh, John McCain look like an IT professional, you know, because, you know, John McCain say he never touched a computer, remember? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know, he know nothing about it. Okay, don't start to... dogging people that are not IT savvy because... No, I'm not dogging I'll, them. But yeah, I'm but not I'm IT saying, savvy though. either, okay? <laughs> no, come on. No, no, no. I'm not saying you got to be IT savvy. I mean, I have skills. I have skills, but I'm not, right. I, I, I'm exactly. not top-notch. <laughs> right, exactly, you know, but really, in all honesty, and I take no glee in saying this, but all honesty, my gosh, really. I mean, Joe, did the guy, I mean, Joe... 
Come on, man. I mean, really? Is that the best the Democratic Party could come up with, man? <laughs> okay. I can't go. I, I, I won't go any yeah, further. Okay, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Kevin. We'll talk to you next week. All right. <laughs> I'm not going to go there. Do we need to take our, our last break, and then uh, we'll get back? I think we have Ron. That will be our next steps. So if you all stick with us, we, we will send us out of the break here at Think Again. Think again. Would you like to increase your home's value? Do you want to lower your energy bills? Are you in need of affordable financing for your next home improvement project? The CAO Home Improvement Resource Program can help. Just come to one of their monthly HIRP orientation sessions every first and third Wednesday of the month at two convenient locations. HIRP staff will help identify the resources you need to get financed, and they'll even help you with completing your application. Now, you won't know what you qualify for until you call. 332-3773. That's 332-3773. Learn about all the home improvement programs you may be eligible for and ask about the affordable financing program that can help turn your house into your dream home. Call 332-3773 for more info. It's the Home Improvement Resource Program. Restoring value to neighborhoods across Erie County, one house at a time. Brought to you by the Community Action Organization of Erie County. It's back to school time. And Radio.com is here to keep you informed and entertained. No matter where your kids are learning this fall. With hundreds of news, music, and sports talk stations. Plus the latest podcasts. And there are so many ways to listen. Staying home? Tell Google Home, Amazon Alexa, or Sonos to play this station. So you won't miss a beat during those Zoom lessons. Dropping the kids off at school? Take us with you by downloading the Radio.com app to listen on your phone. No matter what school looks like for you and your kids, Radio.com has you covered. Right now, it's more important than ever to be there for each other. There are simple steps we can all take to care for our mental health and prevent suicide. From learning the warning signs and knowing what to do if you're worried about someone, to having a real conversation with a friend, to bringing education programs to your community. We all have a role to play in saving lives. Together, we hashtag keep going. Learn more from the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention at AFSP.org slash keep going. All day. Every day, this is Buffalo's home for ESPN Radio. 50,000 Watt, ESPN 1520. That's always tougher than the touch. You know, the touch, you don't have to touch things, right? But the air, you just breathe the air, and that's how it's uh, passed. And so that's a very tricky one. That's a very delicate one. Uh, it's also more deadly than your, you know, your even your strenuous flus. This is more deadly. This is 5 per, you know, this is 5% versus 1% and less than 1%. You know, so this is deadly stuff. Well, I...
is on February 7th of this year. Donald Trump said that he understood that the coronavirus was airborne. He understood that it was deadly, that it was much more deadly than the regular flus that we had been uh, in touch with, we had been in, uh, uh, infected with before. He knew that this was going to be a terrible catastrophe for the United States, and he decided that he didn't want to let us know about it. He wanted to play it down. Just wanted to make sure we understood that. Ron and Chita Walker, how are you doing out there, Ron? Ron, you there? Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay yep. yeah. Uh, nine in a row. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I forgot. That's right. They you were know, down like zero to four. The uh, last time I looked, that I, I woke up because you know I, I fell asleep. Right, I woke up. Yeah, and they were well, up I six was to so five. Tense in that game. That you know, I listened to the damn thing lasted almost five hours. So it's seven thirty to to uh, twelve twenty eight a.m. And I got on to do my final email, and it's all I did. I just didn't pay attention to anything else. And I get on there, and it's all about our RBG our, uh, and everything. It's a really shocker. Kind of took me down from my high <laughs> to kind of a low here. But uh, yeah, yeah. anyway, uh, that yeah, was the they, that was the Boston uh, Yankees game. By the way, for those of you who didn't know what we were talking about, <laughs> yeah, the, well, they got two. They got a, a, a two run homer by. Uh, oh no, I, uh, yeah, two run double by Sanchez. A homer. He's starting to hit. Yeah. They tied it in the ninth with two outs. He hit the tying, and then they won it in the twelfth. Yeah. But anyway. A uh, couple of things here. This um, uh, did you get my email from the seventeenth of September? Yeah, I did. I didn't get a chance to respond back to you. But I, no, but I mean, my, you, right. what do you think of that? I mean, that's something they've been toying with now, and now apparently uh, Barr let it out, let it slip. That they're talking about. Well, you know, things are going to get so chaotic that they'll simply invoke the twelfth amendment. You know, I had to look at that. I have. I thought that was initially to do with the federal court system or something, but it actually talks about if all else fails, the Justice Department can declare an election um, null and void, and then it goes to the House. Right. Of course, it goes 31 states are run by Republicans now, which represent 35% of the population, and they're going to vote like lemmings, like they always yep. do, no matter whether uh, Trump won by 20% or lost by 20%. Yep. Uh, so that's their ultimate Sunday punch, apparently. Uh, it's that they're talking about doing that, it's, you know, and they're doing it. They're creating enough chaos with, by screwing up the mail and uh, and with this pandemic on top of it uh, that they're they, they're going to probably feel justified in doing that. You know, I don't know if the people here think is it. How do you feel about having the possibility now of people representing thirty five percent of the population telling people in New York City, in New York State, here in Buffalo, California, mm-hmm. the other sixty five percent how they should live, what, what they can, you know, do with their bodies, what they can do. When, when people business, talk with... about civil war, if there's going to be not civil war like in 1861, but civil war where we have this complete fracturing of the United States, it's going to be over the very things you're talking about right now. Yeah, that... it's, it's, I mean, if that's, it shows us so how antiquated this system is, starting with the Electoral College and then with the apparent courts upholding the this whole idea of gerrymandering and everything that is mm-hmm. you realize that that you do the study for the last four election cycles in the state of texas is a bright red state that the democrats a, at the state and uh the congressional level within the districts get between 100 and 150 thousand more votes right they they have but because of the way it was gerrymandered in 2010 um they can they're, they're, i think this it's something like let's see uh was it 20, 
22 to um, 16 for the congressional seats. For your congressional seats, because they pile all of the Democratic-leaning voters into a small number of congressional yeah, districts. They're giant, they're giant districts right. for Democrats. And then mm-hmm. the Republicans, some of the Republican districts are 20,000 people. And you compare to, like, two for the city of Houston that's got, what, four million people or something? Right, exactly. They're mostly Democrats. Yep. I mean, the fact that they, that this, this is, this is the, a the Voter Rights Act was supposed to make that illegal. But yeah. John Roberts' decision made it uh, uh, legal for them to be able yep. to do that and get away yep. with it. One other thing here. Do you ever you notice how the Senate now the pressure has been try, the Democrats have been trying to put the pressure on the Senate uh, to do something about something other than appoint uh, judges. Mm-hmm. They've done absolutely nothing, and they seem to be avoiding most of them avoiding interviews. Most of them do they know something we don't know? Do they know in their heart of house that this thing's already fixed and rigged that they're going to sweep the boards because of the of the, all the things we, I just talked about? gerrymandering and uh, uh, getting rid of a, the, the proper number of polls of polls available right. in Democratic area. I mean, do they know? Otherwise, I mean, you realize the polls show now they could lose 10 seats. It could be a 10-seat a switch uh, to the Democrats, but they don't seem to be worried about it. Yep, so we have to see how that rolls, Ron. I appreciate you, man. We're going to talk about that uh, uh, next week. That's a really important issue for us to address. Let me grab Ben in Lancaster real quick, and then I don't want to miss uh, Chris. Uh, ben in Lancaster, how you doing out there? Doing fine, uh, doing fine. Uh, just wanted to let you know, you know, uh, you're talking to a 76-year-old guy with white skin, and back there... That's legal. Cap- <laughs> yeah, that's me. Colin Kaepernick took his knee... Uh, the next, uh, when the season was over, I was at a Bison baseball game, July 4th, and uh, naturally we had uh, representatives from the Army, from the Navy, the Marines. <clears throat> and I, I mean, I was filled with pride. I mean, we felt good about America. They played the national anthem, and I felt bad. I wanted to take a knee, but I didn't have the guts to do it. So I'm just letting you know, that's who you're talking to. I was there mm-hmm. with my son, my grandson, but I just didn't have the guts to do it. And, you know, the reason I'm calling, I just got a concern about uh, uh, protesting. And, uh, you know, I, and I do mean legal protesting, et cetera. Right. It, uh, it does become a problem. And in my mind, I'm focusing just on the election in November. Uh, it's come to the point where some people that I have talked to that support Trump, they look at the protest, protesting as a gift that just continues to keep giving. And I don't know what can be done about it, uh, and I know it's justified, and I know there's a lot of people that are smart, that uh, that are smarter than I am, that realize that maybe I could be correct. And like I say, it's uh, it might stop people from going to vote. Uh, well, ben, I think that if we were going to work on that part of the issue, I don't think that we should sort of come against people protesting. What we have to do is to make sure that people just protest, that they don't break windows, they don't throw things at people. Now, a lot of these, you know, window breaking and and, and looting are started by these right wing people who do that to distort the, the protest to make it look like it's the protesters who are doing it when, in fact, they're not doing it. Uh, you see these protests starting out at uh, two or three o'clock in the afternoon and they go on peacefully. Then people start going away around 10 o'clock at night to go home. And then you have these latter day after people that 
start getting into throwing stuff, you know, and so on. But I think that if 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 we try to get people who are involved in these protests to themselves police what is going on in those protests, when you see people that are cutting up, that are throwing things, that are breaking things and whatnot, roll those people in. I think that will blunt the kind of thing that you're reacting to, the backlash that you're reacting to. I think that will blunt that. Yep. So, okay, Ben, sorry, I got to run. I got to grab my next call. Let me get Chris on. Chris, how you doing out there? Hi, I'm doing great. All right. Okay. I'm really angry with Michael Caputo for trying to oh, alter man. the yeah. morbidity and mortality weekly report that the CDC puts out. Yep. I was one of the first infection control nurses in the nation. I went to the second class that they held at the CDC for infection control workers. And that is such a revered location. And the publication that they put out, that somebody referred to it in the paper as a holy document, and it really is. Mm -hmm. I learned so much from that. Every time I got one at my hospital, I would read it, every word on it, highlight it, and circulate it to all of the other um, medical personnel in the hospital that didn't have time to read the whole thing but uh, sectioned out places for them so that they would catch the important things in that report. Mm -hmm. It was crucial. And I am just so upset that they are trying to alter these statistics just to make themselves look good. And they've been getting away with this in almost every department that they touch for three and a half, close to four years now. And I don't understand why... Donald Trump has any kind of a rating at all. It should be minus 10. It, it, there should be a recall button. <laughs> That's yes. what we need, right? All right. Thanks, Chris. I appreciate your comments. That's right on. Uh, we got get three calls in in this last, uh, next few minutes. Let me get Donnie in Middleport. How are you doing out there, Donnie? Yeah, I'm good, dude. How are you doing? I'm doing sure. great. I, I have a question. Um, uh, we lost uh, um, uh, Ms. Ginsburg here. I have the question of the guy, the guy in this Western Hemisphere, in the history of this planet. What, uh, she made it a Supreme Court judge, and her earlier, um, Sandra, Sandra Day O'Connell. O'Connor, right. A, Connor, I mean, Connor. Mm-hmm. I don't even know why does this planet hate women so much? If a woman could be an astronaut, and it can, and a Supreme Court judge in the United States, they can't even become president. That don't make no sense. Then we got an example in the White House right now how bad it can get. It just shows you how deep cultural roots are. You know, this has become this has been a long-standing ideation that women had to be protected, had to be held, that they were virtually property, like baby-making property or something like that. Uh, mm-hmm. they, they took care of the household, the homestead. Men did all of the conquering work out in the, the world. They did all the fighting, you know, and so on, even though that's not even, you know, completely true. And uh, th- that's been a cultural you know, framework that this uh, world has been held in for so many, so many uh, 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 millennia. And so you're right that it's only going to change through education. Uh, the more you help people to see better, they will do better. And I think that's where that rubber is going to ha- have to meet the road. Yeah, but those men here and back in antiquity, they knew better, but they still were planning to do evil because uh, on our planet, it's women who produce both genders. It's not the other way around. <laughs> if it wasn't for women, we wouldn't be walking the planet. There you go. Yep. <laughs> All right. Let me let me run. You can't. I'm not going to let you. You know, uh, get me down to the, 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 the eugenics thing, right? <laughs> so, 
So, uh, just so John, I know you're going to give me you, you know, your spin on Trump knowing in February, February 7th, how serious this coronavirus was and did absolutely nothing uh, of any substance to be able to change the, tra- the trajectory, leading us to the 200,000 people that are dead today and the 6.6 or so million people have gotten sick today. I know that you're, you're a fan, so help me understand why this makes sense. Well, he was, he was ahead of the curve. He, uh, oh, shut off. He, he, he put the travel restrictions on from China. He put travel restrictions on people from Europe. And Nancy Pelosi and Joe Biden uh, crucified him for you doing do, that. You do so, know that the, the coronavirus was already in every single state in the country before, they, before he did his travel uh, advisory, that during the 30 days before he did his travel advisory on uh, January 20th, that 400,000 different people had traveled from China to the United States already during that time period. If you were really trying to get in control of that, then you would have tried to identify those people, did contact tracing on those people, identify where the virus had gone in this country already, limit the virus, contain the virus where it was, mitigate the virus where where it was, keeping it from going where it wasn't. That's what a responsible leadership would have would, would have done. He did none of that. He did the fake he did the fake stuff. He called it a hoax at the time you're talking about. He called it a, a hoax. Five days after the uh, uh, February 7th, he was telling people that it's going to disappear like a miracle. You know, it's just it's like, like magic. It's just going to go away. How in the world can you say that this man has been accountable and responsible and led this country in the right way when everybody else in the world, they were not telling people to drink Clorox. They weren't telling people to stick UV uh, 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 light bulbs, you know, into their, their veins and so on. They weren't doing stuff like that. They were taking responsibility. We have 20 times the number of deaths in the United States than the entire country of Europe has. How can you possibly say that this man has been a responsible leader in this this area? He's been a responsible leader. Look at Biden, Pelosi, uh, Bill de Blasio, uh, Chuck Schumer. They all said that his uh, travel bans from Europe and uh, uh, China were xenophobic, etc. What does any of that have to do with what I just said, John? What does any of that have to do with what I just said? No, you're... I'm, I'm talking about I'm the kidding. fact that the the Europeans had the same information that we had. They had the same starting point that we had. The Europeans didn't get it when they first uh, 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 found out about the virus. They didn't react to it well, just like we didn't react to it well. But they caught on quickly that this thing was just way too strong for us to be having a cavalier approach to it. And so the Europeans started to pull up their 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 bootstraps and they started getting after it. But the United States didn't. The test isn't whether or not Joe de Blasio said this or that. The test is whether or not the president led us down a path of actions and policies and 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 practices that would have prevented us from having 200,000 people being dead. Other countries with a population similar to our population had 20 times fewer deaths, 20 times fewer infections than we had in the United States. We're supposed to be the, the smart light bulb in the room, but we're not. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, man. I got to run. I got Mark hanging on. We'll talk. Mark, I appreciate you, man. I get a chance to, I, I, I went too far with, uh, uh, with John, but I'll try to catch up with you next week. Thank all of you who continue to support us. 
Much love to the family of Ruth, Gin- uh, the, the the notorious Ruth Bader Ginsburg, uh, and for all of us that understand what's in front of us uh, as we deal with the, the 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 world that we're now going to be living in. We'll see you all next week here at Think Again. Think again. been listening to Think Again with L. Nathan Hare, sponsored by the Community Action Organization of Erie County. Be sure to tune in again next week at this same time for more Think Again. to the official voice of the UB Bulls, ESPN 1520, WWKB Buffalo, a radio.com sports station. This is SportsCenter. Steve Lennox, the Big Ten has announced its schedule for an eight-game football season. Week one would open the weekend of October 24th and include Ohio State hosting Nebraska and Michigan on the road at Minnesota, ESPN's Ryan McGee on the Big Ten trying to get